Welcome to Two Dope Boys in a Podcast. I'm Phil McKenzie. I'm Michael Brooks. On Point is where we highlight someone getting it right, and we're joined in the studio by Danny, not Daniel Stedman, founder of Northside Media. Yes. What's Hello. going on, man? How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Fellow Bates graduate as well. Yes. Yeah. Bates College going I like deep. this. I like, off mic, we were giving a little bit of conversation about Bates, and I love when other people's colleges get involved, because we're always yes. talking about my schools, and yes. so I love hearing that people went to other schools as well. Yes, there is always a lot of... Howard is in the... When when um, when Valencia put together the Two Dope Boys in a Podcast drinking game. She did. Cakes. Yeah, cakes. Howard was one of the top references. Uh, Bates didn't even get an honorable mention. Because I don't. I just don't carry Bates the way you carry Howard. Yeah, I but, carry Howard know, tough. There's a lot of... But but it's interesting. Every Everywhere you go, at least for me, I'm always finding Bates people that are doing interesting things. So... Yet another one. Present company included. Our proud, Here we our go. proud little star up in the deep north, <laughs> Bates College, <laughs> where we took Asian religious studies and then went to New York and cooked up some some shit. There it is. Yeah. There it is. So, Danny, you're here with us representing Northside Media. You are the founder, czar, president, CEO. We rolled through all of these different titles before we really jumped into it. Kind of give us just a snapshot of Northside Media? Like, what does it entail as much as you can share with us? Because it's a lot of, it's a few different groups yeah, kind of that have all come together. So kind of walk us through the structure a little bit. Sure. So, I mean, primarily we are, so we're a media company, but, you know, that can mean so many different things now. And, I mean, primarily what has grown the most rapidly is our live experience. So, we do the Northside Festival, which is going into its ninth year, and we'll have over 350 bands, 200 speakers, three different conferences, all happening at the same time. I mean, it's a lot like, we call it a discovery festival as opposed to like a, a spotlight kind of festival, like a Coachella or a Bonnaroo. This is just like total organized chaos uh, 30 different venues all operating concurrently, big outdoor venue, streets closed, a lot going on all at once. Uh, that's coming up in a month, so top of mind. Uh, we also do the Taste Talks conference in Brooklyn, Chicago, LA, and we're expanding to Miami. We'll also do a big awards program, uh, Taste Talks Food and Drink Awards at uh in south williamsburg um which is pretty unique there's nothing quite like it taste talks is kind of like the organic food conference thought leadership conference disguised as a food festival that has really grown organically out of this very diverse young millennial audience that is driving this like massive culinary explosion in in social media and just what's going on, what, what excites people. <laughs> um, but like I said, at our core, we are a media company and we actually started the company 14 years ago with this little digest size magazine. That was really the first, first new media company for Brooklyn and for like this, this young person who was moving to like New York city, the magnet, the creative epicenter of the world and living in Brooklyn because Brooklyn was the place where you might 
have a friend where you know, it was affordable at the time. We're talking 15, 20 years ago when Bro- – I mean, Brooklyn – look, look. The history of Brooklyn itself as a creative capital goes back goes back decades, you know, and like Truman Capote lived in Brooklyn. And, I mean, I can't think of all of the artists and entertainers, but there was a moment that Brooklyn became – like the magnetic north for creativity. And I think that that was largely driven by like when bands like TV on the radio became like the national band of the moment. What motivated the magazine? I guess you're saying the magazine was a start. Like what kind of motivated you guys to start that? Sure. So like in 2003, April 2003, was it 2004? I don't know. Um, what well, was April? So your anniversary just passed. Yeah. Happy yeah, anniversary. Yes, 14 years. It's 14 <laughs> years. So that must mean three. So it was April 2003. I had just made a short film about a five-year-old boy coming out of the closet as a homosexual. One line of dialogue, I am a homosexual. <laughs> and this film, it was like four minutes long and it was just like bang, bang, over. And it won a significant award at the Berlin Film Festival. And then it went on to Cannes and it kind of took me around the world, and I moved to New York City to make films. I actually moved here on the day of September 11th, but that is. Wow. Oh, so I, I didn't end up actually staying. I moved home for six months, waited tables, finally made it back. But like my, my New York City dream was making films. My brother Scott was um, freelance writing for MIT's Technology Review. Um, But he dreamt up this Brooklyn-based event guide, totally comprehensive event guide, because we had both done study abroad. He was in – he had actually won a fellowship, so he was living in Berlin and in Paris, and I think we both kind of found that, like, our first kind of real adult formative growing up. Where were you? I was in Paris, too, so we were in Paris at the same time. And this is like the first time we were outside, like, you know, out of like our parents reach or a university or, you know, I mean, I, I moved to Paris and well, yeah. Well, Sounds just, like something really, some shit went down. Yeah. There. <laughs> it's all right. I get it. Because we it's have a Paris. savvy audience. We get it. They'll, um, they'll figure out yeah, that like they Paris. got it. Paris. <laughs> mm. Sounds like it was really good. Well, when I say it, I'm thinking a very specific thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Living up to stereotype. We, yeah. Paris was good. Paris yes. was good. And we and everybody in these cities, Berlin and Paris, navigated their daily experience via these digest-sized, comprehensive event listings, publications that cost like a nickel. I think they cost 25 cents or something like that. And in we, we, we and then we moved to New York City. Scotty was living in Williamsburg. I was living like on that fringe of Red Hook. And he dreamt up this pocket-sized, comprehensive event guide for Brooklyn and downtown that we thought was going to break even or make us a little money just on classified advertising, like, alone, much less any brand advertising. And so, first first of all, the bottom fell out of the classified advertising business immediately because of, like, Craigslist. So, Craigslist knocked that out and then we just hit the phones 
for 10 years. We ju- and we and and actually, I mean, we really did kind of create. So Northside Media Group now is Brooklyn Magazine, Bambil, Northside Festival, Taste Tuck, Summer Screen, and it it and, and 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 sometimes I like I admire those companies that just do one thing and do it really well, do it better than anybody else. But we started this print magazine in 2003 and as a result of starting you know worst time in the history of print publishing to launch a magazine as a result we created this culture where to stay alive we had to keep trying new shit Mm -hmm. and as a result that is what we do we try new shit so what does Northside Media Group do we try new shit what is that I'm sorry Cursing is fine. Cursing is use, fine. I used the, the S word. The, the, that's one apo- of the. You can apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the least. That's one of the least <laughs> no, offensive know, words know, that you I can don't say think I've here. Heard that. I don't know if the S word yeah, even really is a thing. Yourself as having not subscribed to our podcast. We curse religiously. Your problem here. I'm, just, yeah. I'm being funny. I'm trying to be funny. Um, I look at this Jeb. You like that? Sixteen like the Jeb cup. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, so the thing that has has actually been six, the thing that has been most successful and grown most quickly is our our festivals and our live experience. But what carries it all is the media and the content and our best partnerships are always a combination of live experience, creating content, distributing that content to, you know, a sophisticated audience at scale, et cetera. So that really is like, that is the model. I think th- that breaking, breaking into that model conversation gives us a chance to maybe for you to share a little bit about some of the recent years you've transitioned from having sold Northside and also repurchased it. Um, so you've, you've gone from- We short sold. No, we-, I, yeah. we, we <laughs> We did, but I didn't realize that until like a good six months after the deal, like after the reacquisition. I mean, there was no lot. That was just like, that's like. So like, what was the rationale behind maybe both of those decisions? One, to have have grown something and and sold it? Those are pretty heavy decisions because, you know, we've we've been doing this for 14 years. So we have a work family that we really, you know. Um, admire and respect and appreciate and so you know we we um um we uh, an offer was brought to us to acquire the company it was certainly not the first time but it was maybe one of you know it was it was serious and um we dragged our you know i actually didn't my my initial reaction was like oh we don't you know we don't want to sell a company we are like really we're growing fast but of course that's why why we why the company wanted to buy us um and yeah we 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 dragged our heels and we did a lot of diligence we spent a lot of time getting to know the team behind zealot and we just we determined we really liked them you know the the founders had built and scaled like a very significant business which was maker studios which sold to disney for something like half a billion dollars. So, you know, there was a track record there. There was getting to know the people. And there was, um, you know, a buy-in on their vision. And 
it was uh, definitely a really big decision, but we weren't like, it didn't feel so much like we were selling the company as much as it felt like we were getting acquired by a really exciting group of people with a really great vision of putting a lot of different companies that all had one vision and helped one another and helped put our work family and our products into a place where our products were going to grow and people's careers were going to advance. Mm -hmm. um, it turned out that buying 18 companies over the course of a year and then operating them is not easy to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a challenge there. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had the opportunity to reacquire ourselves and operate independently again, um, w which seemed like we knew there were going to be hiccups, but I think we did some, you know, some, you know, real evaluation of that, the, the, the mix of opportunity and risk and just, I mean, it was like a year and three months. It was a, like, and it was not expected. That turnaround did not take nine months. It took about maybe six weeks. Wow. So as we, as we move, uh, I think we need to have you on again. And we gotta go to the we gotta go to the festival, man. That's what we gotta yeah. do. We gotta stop no, by and hang out yeah, with you guys. Yeah, we wanna check it out. Would love to check it out. But I so, remember when it was just mostly music yeah. and bands. Like yeah. that was my most vivid memories of Northside Festival was Galapagos Space oh and yeah. you know. Oh yeah. And if you want those, a live all podcast. Those, all those old spaces, we got you. you know, they don't exist anymore. I know. But yeah. So, but what's just you know in the final minute or so? Like, what's what's the kind of what's the next what's the next thing? What's what's the future looking like? As you guys keep doing new shit. Keep doing new exactly. Sure. Well, so yeah. So the so the so the new shit. Yeah, we're gonna throw shit against the wall. What's it gonna be? That is a great question. Well, so as we um, you know, we've really. Uh, d we've we've gotten a lot more sophisticated about this approach to live experience, creating content, and distributing content to much wider audiences using you know data in a sophisticated way and audience building in a sophisticated way. And so, you know, a goal would be to um, in, you know to expand into new areas, new verticals. Um, you know, what those, are, you know, I've probably got my own little wish list of what those are, but that is definitely, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a team, that's a team decision. I'm a, I'm a socialist. So these are not, it's not, welcome, not, not welcome. pure committee, but you know, many, many voices. We are one of the only podcasts, probably the only podcast that was named a top 10 business podcast by Inc. Magazine that believes in nationalizing Google. So you're in good company. <laughs> uh, when I was 18, I uh, when I was 18, <laughs> yeah. I went. Uh, it was an election year, yeah. and um, I went to register, 
and uh, they gave me the piece of paper to put down my party affiliation, and I just wrote communist. And they were like, sir, that is not a recognized party in Massachusetts. And so I was like, is socialism (laughs) recognized? And they were like, yes. I was like, all right, socialist. There you go. There you go. And then then we had our great socialist hope this time around and voted for him proudly. maybe, Maybe we'll give another shot. All right, that's on point. Thanks for coming by, man. Really hope to do a lot more with you in the future. We'll see you next Tuesday for more Two Dope Boys. Peace.